Well, welcome and welcome in to the welcome in, welcome on, welcome to whatever. Welcome to the good old days of radio show. This is John Tefteller, your host. It's Tuesday. We are in still kind of the New Year's mode here, um, and today is Tuesday, so. Normally we do comedy on Tuesday, or sometimes drama or variety, and we save the kind of scary shows or more intense shows for Thursday. Um, we are going to change that just slightly, although not much, because even though it, this particular show is taken from a series that specialized in very weird, strange monsters and, and unusual things, um, the writer of the show was very well versed in other things other than monsters and weird psychoses and uh, he was able to to write on a number of different subjects some of them were a lot more lighthearted than his monster shows so we're going to do a lighthearted episode of quiet please which is one of my all-time favorite uh, weird shows and this one is weird but it's not it's not scary it's just a little bit off as they all are it's called the time of the big snow and since we are in january and there are big snows occurring all across the united states some places more than others we thought that it would be a good thing to hear uh, where snow comes from why it's called snow what snow is all about and of course willis cooper who wrote quiet please has his own little take on all of that and so that's what you're going to hear. So um, kind of bundle up by the fire if you have one or um, turn out the lights, even though it's not going to be scary. But Quiet Please is always better in the dark. So turn out the lights and listen to Quiet Please from January 2nd, 1949, the time of the big snow. Quiet Please. Quiet Please. The American Broadcasting Company presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for today is called The Time of the Big Snow. We were so small. And it was such a big snow. Wasn't it, dear? My, wasn't it? I remember... Remember it? It, it was the day after New Year's. It and started on New Year's night. I remember. We hadn't had much snow that year. Only a little Thanksgiving day. No, the day before Thanksgiving. When you were Miles Standish in the exercises. <laughs> and I was Priscilla and Irving Bauer was Wattawamut, the Indian. <laughs> I'll never forget that. He was the <laughs> fattest Indian I ever saw. <laughs> I, I can still hear him. Now Wattawamut can see by the fiery eyes of the captain... Angry is he in his heart, but the heart of the brave Watawamut is not afraid at the sight. And then you handed him a bag full of bullets, and he dropped them and yelled, Ouch! <laughs> and his Indian headdress fell off. <laughs> and Mrs. Mavity was so mad. And then we went out. And it was snowing. Oh, oh, but that was a little bit of a snow. Not like the big one. Not a bit like the big one. I remember Mama was just lighting the lamps, and I looked out the window... 
and I saw the first flakes coming down. And I said, Oh, Mama, the old woman's picking her geese. <laughs> My grandma always used to say just that. Everybody did when it started to snow. And I remember how I wanted to go out with my new sled that I got for Christmas. And my dad wouldn't let me. There wasn't snow enough. I know. But I was so disappointed. And I sat by the window and looked out. And bawled and bawled till my dad spanked me. I had to carry in the coal. That was one time I didn't mind it. Because it was snowing. And it got dark so quick. We sat by the stove after supper, and Mama read us Whittier Snowbound. <laughs> I remember you told me. The next day, the day after New Year's. When we finally got out. Gee, it was so high, almost up the top of the fence. Mama said not to go far because it was snowing so hard. Remember? They didn't want me to go out at all. They said I'd get lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I said I was going to be with you, with Ted. And Ted's a big boy. He won't let me get lost. Mm. We lived on South Fifth Street then, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, the houses were kind of far apart, uh, kind of back from the street. There were big trees on each side of the street that almost met in the middle and that kept the snow from getting too deep out in the street. I dragged you along on your sled. <laughs> me with my new twenty-two rifle I got for Christmas. There was hardly anybody on the street. Everything was so white so quiet. We heard sleigh bells, remember? It was Mr. Dittmer. Yeah, the mailman and his cutter. Yeah, wasn't it pretty, Kate, how that old horse of his... Queen, her name was. That's right, Queen. How Queen's hoofs made the snow fly without making any noise at all. Only the sound of the sleigh bells. When we got out of his road, Mr. Dittmer dashed on past his cutter all bundled up. <laughs> yeah, it was cold, too, wasn't it? <sighs> We were bundled up, too. I had on my red tassel cap, I remember. You had on that little uh, squirrel skin muff and red mittens. Mm -hmm. We were seven years old. So happy. That was a long time ago. And my, how the snow was coming down. You could almost see it getting deeper and deeper. We could hardly tell where we were. Was that uh, Morris's house there on the right, or was it Walt Myers? Oh. It was fun, wasn't it, Kate? Just the two of us alone together in a, in a great, big, white world. And then I began to get a little worried. The wind was starting to blow pretty hard. I couldn't see a thing. I turned around and called to you. I said, Katie, we better turn around we and go back. better turn around and go back. What? I said we better turn around and go back. I can't see where I'm going. Daddy, can No, I'm not scared. I mean, we might get lost, and you know what. What? I don't want to get no spanking. Uh, your mother won't spank you? Yes, she will. She said to stay right near home. Well, we're right near home. Yeah, but I don't know where. Well, there's Morris's house, then Walt Myers, then Reverend Bowman's. Then, then there's Bull Anders and Willie Jansen's and Judge Curran's. Only I don't know where I am. Are we lost? No, we ain't lost yet. But I want to know where we are. Let's go over to the sidewalk and look and see. 
snow's awful deep over there. Well, if you can't pull this sled through it, I'll get off and walk. You can help me pull it. All right. <sighs> My, isn't this fun? Oh, I'm cold. Ah, sissy. Come on and help me with a sled. Sissy. Shut up. Where are you going? The sidewalk's over here. Tis not. It's this way. Tis not. Tis not. Guess I know. Besides, you told your mother you wouldn't get lost if you was with me. Well? Well, don't you get me lost. Come on now, right this way. solid white wall before us. Of course, it's true we were both very small, but nevertheless, it was a deep snow and growing deeper by the second. I don't know how long we wandered, but my legs were getting awfully tired. I was staggering a little. The sled seemed to be dragging us backward as we struggled along. And I admit that I, I, the intrepid explorer, I was very close to tears. Only the thought of Kate's reaction to my tears kept me from busting out bawling. And then I smacked full force into something solid and I saw a million stars. Ow! What's the matter? I buzzed in my head. How? I bumped into a tree. A tree? Where? 
have found the sidewalk. Now we'll see what we are. Maybe if we knock on somebody's door, somebody will take us home. My nose hurts. Uh, I'll get some arnica or something from the people in the house. Yes, but where's the house? It's right up here. Maybe, it has to be right up here. Maybe, maybe we should holler. Pio, let's do. Hey, hey, hey Willie Jansen. Hey, how do you know that's Willie Jansen's house? Well, whoever it is. Hey. hey. Now listen. Did you hear something? I thought maybe I heard a door open. I never heard such a welcome sound in all my life. Did you, Kate? I should say not. I know what I thought of. A nice, great, big, red-hot stove and me sitting just as close to it as I could without bursting into flames. And steam rising up from our wet clothes. And the good smell of coffee and fresh-baked bread coming from the kitchen. Yeah, and I thought about coffee, too. Even though my mother never let me taste it. And I thought, my, maybe they'll have some oyster stew. Only it's kind of early in the day for people to have oyster stew. That's for tonight. Mm. But maybe a cup of cocoa. There'll probably be Albert Morris or Willie Jansen or Edith Bolander to help drink the cocoa and eat the oyster stew if they have any. I tell you, I just crashed my way through the snow toward the sound of that voice we'd heard calling. And then suddenly Katie yelled, I see the house. <laughs> There wasn't any oyster stew either. A coffee. A cocoa. There wasn't anything. The house was empty. Katie and I walked into the big, bare, empty room. And it was almost as cold in there as it was outside. Only, of course, it wasn't snowing. But now we could hear the sound of the snow on the windows. That soft little padding sound. The sound you wouldn't hear ordinarily. It was louder than the beating of our hearts. And we just stood there. Katie was still sniffling. And I admit I didn't feel much like Commodore Perry. Because the house was empty, do you see? And there wasn't an empty house anywhere on South Fifth Street. Morris's and Walt Myers and Reverend Bowman's. Bolander's and Willie Jansen's and Judge Kern's. But no empty house. Where are we? And I couldn't think where we are at all. I knew we weren't on South Fifth Street. But I didn't know where. Explorers always wander in circles. And I looked around. There wasn't a thing in the room. Not a chair nor a table. Not anything. 
But the room seemed somehow to look as if somebody lived there anyway. And I said to Katie, I don't know where we are. Maybe we better get out of here. I'm cold. Well, we can stay a minute and try to get warm. But we better not stay here very long. I'm cold. Well, let's sit down here in the corner and try to get warm. At least there isn't any wind. I don't want to go out in the snow again. My goodness, we'll have to, Katie. We have to go home. Maybe our folks will come looking for us. Yeah. Anyway, how could we find our way home again? I could find it. I found this house, didn't I? You hit yourself on a tree. But I found it, though. Teddy, put your arms around me. Why? I'm cold. Well, put your arms around me. I'm cold, too. Let's both put our arms around each other. Well, all right. I'm hungry. So am I. Mama was making soup. I'll stop at your house when we go back. Maybe your mother will give me some. I sure wish we had some now. Well, stop thinking about it. I sure wish I could. I want to go home. Oh, shut up. No, I won't shut up. I want to go home. Katie, listen. We can't go home while it's snowing so hard. Well, why will it stop snowing? I don't know. When the old woman finishes picking her geese, I suppose. Who was that? Well, I guess it's somebody coming looking for us. You see? Oh, Teddy. Be still. Act brave if it's your dad. I'm brave. Who? Who is it? I'll see who it is. Uh, hello? Oh. oh! I thought I heard somebody calling. Was it you children? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, you're all right now, so stop squalling. I'm not squalling. I'm just cold. Huh. Well, sit down. We're cold. Are you? So am I. Excuse me, ma'am. We got lost and we don't know where we are. Why, you're in my house. Yes, ma'am. But we don't know you, I mean. Is this South Fifth Street? No, it isn't. Where are we? <laughs> You'd be surprised, children. I want to go home. Well, you can't go home right now, Katie. So you and Teddy might as well come along and help me with my work. Well... Don't you want to? Well, what kind of work, ma'am? Why, I'm picking the feathers off my geese. Well, sir, you know what? There was another room. And there were, well, it seemed like a million white geese stacked up out there. And she put us to work without another word. Did you ever pick geese? Or pluck them, or whatever you call it in your part of the country? Geese almost as big as yourself? Geese that didn't specially want to be plucked? I guess not. But we did, Katie and me. Didn't we, Kate? My, we certainly did. And it was so cold. But she was a nice old woman, wasn't she, Teddy? Don't call me Teddy. My name's Ted. <laughs> and it got dark, and there wasn't much light, and we just sat there on the floor, picking the geese, and the old woman talked to us so nice. My, how nice she was. You see, if you keep... 
working like that, you won't feel the cold so much, Katie. I do feel it, though. Well, if you'd stayed home like your mother wanted you to, you wouldn't have to be doing all this work, and you wouldn't be so cold. But I wanted to go out and play. I was with her. I wouldn't let anything happen to her. But you did. You got lost. Well, I wasn't afraid with Teddy. Ted? You like Teddy, don't you, Katie? Yes, ma'am. You like her, Ted? Well... You two going to get married when you grow up? Well... Well what? I was going to be a fireman, and firemen aren't usually home much, I guess. I don't think you want to be a fireman, Teddy. I know I want, wouldn't want to be one. Why? Too warm. You like cold? You bet. I don't. Teddy, aren't you going to marry me when we grow up? I haven't decided. Well, you are, Teddy. I can promise you that, Katie. I know. Unless... Unless what? Unless you freeze to death. Oh. Well, I'll try not to let you freeze to death. Oh, goody, I'm glad. But I'm pretty cold now. Well, you keep right on working. There's lots more geese to be picked. This is going to be known for years as the time of the big snow. And I need all the help I can get. Do you always pick your geese when it snows? Of course. That's why it snows. You must have a lot of geese. Hundreds. Thousands all over the world. Keeps me pretty busy. You don't have any geese in Africa, I bet, where it's hot. Oh, I have them there, Teddy, but they're way up high. Up on top of the mountains. There's always snow up there. Do you have lots of helpers? No. You're the first I ever had. My, there's an awful lot of feathers here now. We need them, Katie. I tell you, though, I think we might as well get rid of this bunch. How? Open the window, and the wind will blow them out. Can I open the window? Sure. Oh, boy, oh, boy. No, 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 not that one. This one. The wind's from the north. Oh, this one? And the wind came reaching right in, and the white feathers flew out the open window with it. Katie and I gathered up great armloads of the feathers and tossed them out the window and laughed and laughed as the wind whirled them high in the air. They seemed to multiply. The air was full of white flurries again in the dusk outside. We laughed some more, and the old woman laughed with us. My gracious! We did that just in time, didn't we? It had pretty near stopped. You know what? I bet we're the first people that ever helped it snow. <laughs> are we, ma'am? You certainly are, children, and you're doing a very good job of it. I don't know about what I'll have to call on you again to help me. Not till we get warm, though. Well, I've handled it pretty well all by myself all these years, so... <laughs> You've been doing it a long time, ma'am? Ever so long. Two years? Oh, longer than that. Ten years? Twenty? Why, I've been doing it ever since... Well, just ever since. Uh, have you got a name? Oh, yes. Would you tell us? Well, when I lived on that mountain in Greece, they used to call me Demeter. I was pretty important then. And then the Indians, they called me Nokomis. Nokomis? Mm-hmm. Why, you're Hiawatha's grandmother. Well, of course. Where do you suppose I get all these geese? Hiawatha's a fine hunter. Why? Do you have any more names? Oh, yes. Up in the Northland, they called me Freya. And the Japanese people called me Amaratsa. 
Why, I've got more names than you can shake a stick at. And all I do is pluck geese. Oh, close that window, Teddy, will you? My, oh, sure. Don't you ever get called Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Demeter? I'd rather be called Nokomis. No, I never get cold. Gee, I do. Well, you should have stayed home. You think I'll get a spanking when I get home? No, I don't think so, Katie. I think I could promise you you won't. Well, then, I'm glad we did get lost and found this place. So am I, if I don't get a licking. Gee, it's getting dark, isn't it? Yes, and I must go outside and get some more geese. Have to keep working, children, you know. Yes, but I'd like to go home, please. Oh, plenty of time for that, Teddy. We've got work to do. My mom always gives me a nickel if I work hard. Do you earn many nickels, Teddy? Well, not very many, really. Well, I haven't got any nickels. Yes, ma'am. And you mustn't hint, you know. No, ma'am. But I'll give you something, Teddy, for all the work you did. And you too, Katie. What? You'll see. I'll be right back. I'm kind of scared, Teddy. I am too, Katie. What'll we do? I don't know. I'm tired, too. Should I put my arms around you, Katie? Yes, please. I'm getting so sleepy and so cold, Teddy. Don't go to sleep. You'll freeze. I can't help it. I have to go to sleep, Teddy. No, don't. Please, Katie. Well, you tired out? I'm so sleepy. You too, Teddy? I'm not very sleepy. Why, you poor kids. You've worked so hard. You just go to sleep. Mm, no, we'll freeze. No, you won't. I'll cover you up with feathers. They're so cold. They'll be nice and warm. Soft, downy, warm feathers. Here. Put your head on Teddy's arm, Katie. That's it. Now, these nice fat geese with lots and lots of nice soft feathers. Lots and lots of nice white feathers. Go to sleep, Teddy. Katie. You said maybe you'd give us something for all the work. Why? Why, of course. I gave my little grandson gifts. Here, Teddy. Here, Katie. Now, go to Thank you. Thank you, Nicomas. Kiss me goodnight, Teddy. Well, wipe your nose. And the very last thing I remember was the feathers. How they were all star-shaped and crystals, not at all like the feathers I'd ever seen. 
It was almost midnight when they found us. Katie's father and mine, and the blacksmith, Mr. Wright, and Arthur Donahue and his brother, Harry. And there wasn't any house there at all. There wasn't anything. We were buried under a huge snowdrift in a vacant lot, not a hundred feet from our backyard. There wasn't any old woman either. Just two kids asleep in the snow in each other's arms. And not frozen to death after all. And they took us home. And we had our oyster stew and our cocoa. And we sat by the big stove. And then we slept and slept and slept. And neither one of us ever did disobey our parents again. Did we, Ted? Well, hardly ever, darling. But we never did tell anybody before because they wouldn't have believed us. They'd have said it was a dream. But how could we both dream the same dream? And we we did get married just as she said we would. Mm. And we still have got that little red clay peace pipe just like Hiawatha's. And the little bow and arrow she gave us. And besides it. Wait a minute. States Weather Bureau forecast for January 2nd, 1949. 5.30 p.m. Temperature, 36 degrees. Humidity, 62%. Barometer, 29.8. Tonight, considerable snow somewhere... Tomorrow, snow. Tuesday, more snow. All right, Teddy and Katie, come on. We've got geese to pick. of today's Quiet Please story is The Time of the Big Snow. It was written and directed by Willis Cooper. The man who spoke to you was Ernest Chappell. And Kate was Abby Lewis. Teddy was Sarah Fussell. Katie was played by Cecil Roy. And the old woman was Vicki Bola. As usual, music for Quiet Please is played by Albert Berman. Now for a word about next week. Our writer-director, Willis Cooper. Thank you for listening to Quiet, Please. Next week, I have a story for you that I call The Biography of a Character. And so, until next week at the same time, I am quietly yours, Ernest Chappell. And now, a listening reminder. Tonight, Drew Pearson analyzes the news and predicts future events for the year 1949. So be sure to hear Drew Pearson's exciting predictions tonight. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. WJZ, New York's first station. WJZ, AM and FM. Okay. From the very fertile imagination of Willis Cooper, the time of the big snow. All right, I have a question for you listeners. 
Has anybody out there ever, ever heard the phrase, the old woman is plucking her geese in reference to snow coming down? I'd never heard that before, but apparently, according to Willis Cooper, in the olden days, whenever that was, and remember this is 1949, in the olden days, that's what people used to say when the snow was coming, that the old woman was plucking her geese. So is there anybody out there, if you're out there and you actually remember a relative, a grandmother, great-grandmother saying this phrase, drop us a line at the good old days of radio show and tell us that this isn't just some wacky thing out of Willis Cooper's imagination. Um, tell us that this really happened because it seems highly unbelievable to me, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if anybody uh, comments on Facebook or sends a note to the um, good old days of radio show uh, website, goodolddaysofradio.com. Um, one other interesting little tidbit from that show, I realized that the voice of the little girl is credited at the end to Cecil Roy. Um, Cecil Roy did a lot of unusual voices on Quiet Please. Um, he was the, the voice of the little uh, alien critter that came riding out of the earth and thing on the floorboard, and he's in a number of, of the other programs. When I hear... His voice on this one, all I can think of is Marion Jordan playing Teeny on Fibber McGee and Molly. Um, Marion Jordan did the voice of the little girl on Fibber McGee and Molly, and it's a dead ringer for this voice. But I realize it's not Marion Jordan, it's Cecil Roy. Okay, back on Thursday with uh, Artificial Intelligence. We're almost to the end of that series, and then we have a great uh, surprise series coming after that, um, and back next week with more comedy, drama, or variety. This one was kind of a fantasy slash, I don't know what you call it, but it's <laughs> very interesting show. I always like what Willis Cooper managed to come up with, uh, with his creative and inventive mind all right back back until we meet again this is john tefteller and the good old days of radio show thanks for listening mm -hmm.